Welcome back to the Andrew Ramon Show. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm so glad that you're watching, you're listening. Either way, thank you so much for joining me for another episode. We're almost to like episode number 40 or something like that. It is, it's pretty crazy. I mean, before we know, we got to do something special for episode number 50. That's half, well, half of half of 100. I know I'm pretty good at math. Well, anyways, let's, let's get right to it. Um, just want to thank you, obviously, um, for just your support. I want to thank you for your feedback. So many of you have reached out and just let me know how these how these episodes have impacted your life. And I'm just more than grateful for the opportunity that I get just for you to even listen to me. I mean, that's crazy that out of your whole week, you, you take out 20 minutes to listen to this guy called Andrew. That's pretty crazy, but thank you so much. Hey, and as a sign of your support, make sure that you hit the like on YouTube. Make sure that you leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. That way we can reach even more people. And I, I hope, have you listened to the last episodes? Because we've been like having no mercy on these last episodes. Uh, we, we just finished a series called Hit the Grind. And it was like Hit the Grind Part 1, Hit the Grind Part 2, which is also titled Keep Up the Pace or Keep the Pace with the Holy Spirit. We talked about how to live and fulfill that high calling that God has in your life. So if you haven't already, check out those episodes. Well, I want to get with, with this episode because as you read in the title, yep, I, got, I have some news uh, for you all. But before we get into the full content, I always want to do my mug. This mug is quite special, as you can see right here on our YouTube channel. If you're just listening, make sure to hit the go to YouTube and check this out. That way you can see my cool mug collection. This is from Annapolis. Now, really cool. Annapolis is the capital of Maryland, of the state of Maryland. But fun facts, I wrote down a couple fun facts. Well, fun fact is that Annapolis is the home of the U.S. Naval Academy. That's the fun fact number one. And fun, fun fact number two is that the city of Annapolis actually served as the capital of our country way back about 10 years after it was founded in 1783. From 1783 to 1784, it was actually the capital of the United States of America. Pretty fun fact. So yeah, that's, no, I love this because one thing that, that I did like about the city of Annapolis, you know, I spent about a day and a half there, so it's not super long, um, but it really takes you back to like the late 18th century. I mean, you feel like you're in the Revolutionary War, you know, against the Brits. You just feel like on that city, you should just say, don't tread on me. That's just a kind of a line uh, from the Independence War of 1776. All right. So that was part of the mug. We always got to do the mug. But in this episode, I there's a lot of things to talk about. So hopefully we're going to have time. I'm talking about it. Yes, as you probably read correctly on the title, I got COVID. I did, man. It was, I mean, it's been a couple weeks uh, since I'm, I'm still kind of in recovery mode. Uh, it's been about two week, week, week and a half, two weeks uh, since I finally, since I got sick and then I tested negative finally. And yeah, well, I, we're going to talk about my whole experience here. And again, this is my personal experience. I know a lot of people who have had it much, much worse than me. And I know people who have died. So being very respectful to those experiences, I'm just sharing what what happened to me. And through that, I also want to share really what I think God was teaching me through that through that time and some of the lessons I learned and, and this whole concept that I've been studying and I'm, I'm still not done studying 
about God being our good shepherd. And we, we read that in Psalm 23, as we're going to read, but we're going to go dive a little bit deeper on what the Bible says about him being our good shepherd and why that matters. Um, so sit tight. This is going to be good. First, let me, let me walk you through it. Um, so I went to a wedding a couple weeks ago, really close friend of mine and coming back from the wedding. I mean, I think, I think the wedding was like a Saturday coming back Tuesday felt great. Played some tennis, uh, totally lost that game. So, you know, it's probably COVID. That's probably why I lost that game. Um, and, and then the following day, I kind of felt a little bit sore and I was just like, man, I feel sore. I feel, I feel fatigued. Uh, maybe it was, maybe it was tennis, you know, but right about halfway on that, on that Wednesday, gosh, I went to sleep, I woke up and then on Thursday I had a fever and then, and then it wasn't just me, right? It wasn't just an anomaly. I mean, it was my brothers as well. And some friends who also went to the wedding and many people tested, tested positive, my brother tested positive and I had basically the same symptoms as him. And it was a lot, it was kind of like a very annoying flu where it just, it took a long time to go away. Um, and, and I mean, I'm very grateful, obviously I'm very grateful for people's support during that time, as I will talk about in this episode, but really, I really want to, want to talk and I don't think this is going to be the last episode we're going to do this because I've been extremely challenged of, of how serious do I take my faith? And, you know, we've been talking about it for several weeks now about hitting the grind and taking things seriously and really stepping up to the plate of what God has called us, uh, to, to do and who God has called us to become. Um, so, so I don't think it's going to be the last time, you know, I'm going to be very transparent. And, uh, I, I w- I've been reading a book during that whole time about Dietrich Bonhoeffer's, uh, family and um, his legacy and his life, his faith. And that was a pastor who was martyred in the 1944 um, in Germany. And really, I'm going to dedicate a whole episode to that. But it made me think during this time, you know, we always say God is good all the time and all the time God is good. and, And we believe in God's promises and we do. But when the rubber hits the road, Right when when you get sick, or when I don't know unexpected things happen in your life, or when 2020 hits and everything just goes down the drain. Apparently, do we still say that God is good, or do we kind of now be like, eh, well, God was good, but then this happened, right? And and how how does God operate in the middle of of seemingly um, bad moments in our lives of seemingly maybe tragedies or all that. And, and again, my experience is very mild to compare to what other people may have experienced, but in, in a way it was, it was reality to me. Right. And so I want to talk about where, why then does, when the Bible talks about God being our good shepherd, what does that really mean? And, and so let's, let's dive deep into Psalm 23. We're going to be there a little bit because I want to encourage you. I don't know what you've been through this year. Obviously, we've all been through quite a lot uh, this year. Maybe, maybe you didn't get into the school that you wanted. Maybe you lost your job. Maybe you lost a family member. Maybe you lost a friend. Um, or, or maybe it wasn't just losing a friend, like physically, like they passed away, but maybe, uh, you lost a, re- a relationship and whatever it might be, or maybe you're, you're struggling with inner problems. You know, you're, you're struggling maybe with anxiety, with depression, you're struggling with doubts. I, I don't know what 2020 has been for you. I know for a lot of people, including myself, it's been tough, but what's really cool is sometimes in those tough moments, you can see God the clearest, and you can see what God is doing the best. 
And um, this is where the reality of God being our shepherd really hit home for me. So I'm gonna be, we're gonna be reading a lot of a lot of scripture and, and just really sharing with you something that I'm discovering. You know, I, I'm not saying that I totally fully comprehend it. I'm not saying that I, I grasp it. I'm like, oh yeah, I totally understand what this means. No, I'm I'm still studying it. You know, I spent some time preparing for this episode, really studying what the Bible talked about um, in regards to God being our shepherd, right? And, and how, how does that, what does that relationship say about God? What does that say about us? Um, so that's that's what we're going to get to right now in this episode. Um, so when we think of Psalm 23, you know, you might not know it's Psalm 23, but we all know kind of bits and pieces of this song. We all know the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want, right? We all know kind of that part. We, we know, even though I walk through the valley of shadow and death, I shall fear no evil for you are with me and your staff and rod, they comfort me and they protect me. We're, we kind of know that or, or he will set a, a table and he will set up a table for me in the presence of my enemies, right? Or, or surely goodness and mercy will follow me for all the days of my life. We kind of know like bits and pieces of that Psalm is not very long at all. I think if, if we look at it, I mean, I'm, actually very curious. I think if we look at the Psalm 23, let me fix my Bible here. Let's go to Psalm 23. Dude, it's like six verses. That's why it's like super short. You know, Psalm 23 is not even that long, uh, but we, we know kind of bits and pieces. And hopefully today you'll see a little bit more clear, the clearer picture of what it means that God is is our shepherd. So I want, I want to connect the entire thing for you uh, in this episode. And I think what God has been ministering to me, I think God will minister to you. So first thing, it's interesting to to look at what the Bible, sh- how much more the Bible talks about this imagery of God being the shepherd and, and his people being a sheep or the flock, right? Psalm 23 is not just the only moment in the Bible where, where God talks about that. He talks about it in several different occasions. And I, and I want to read those for you because I think this is going to give us more context to what the Bible means when when he says that God is our shepherd, right? Or the Lord is my shepherd. So Psalm 78, uh, verse 52 talks to, says this, But he led his own people like a flock of sheep, guiding them safely through the wilderness. Very interesting, uh, because this is a psalm that recounts all the all the the history of Israel and their relationship with God from from their disobedience and and uh, Mount Sinai with the golden calf all through the wilderness and and all that it kind of recounts that and as it's recounting it paints that picture of of God leading his people like a flock of sheep guiding them safely through the wilderness then Psalm 80 comes along not too long after that and it says it's a claim. It's a it's a plea for God to listen to the prayers of His people, and it says, "Please listen, O Shepherd of Israel, you who lead Joseph's descendants like a flock." Then Isaiah chapter forty verse eleven takes this imagery even deeper, and I think this is going to start hit home. Uh, it's going to start hitting home pretty soon to you and to me. It says this: He will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will carry the lambs in his arms, holding them close to his heart. He will gently lead the mother sheep with their young. It's, it's this beautiful imagery of how close and personal God wants his relationship with you and, and with me. Jeremiah 31 verse 10 then says, The Lord who scattered his people will gather them and watch over them as a shepherd does his flock. 
Ezekiel 34 verse 11, for this is what the sovereign Lord says, I myself will search and find my sheep. It's, it's this whole idea of like reckless love of, right, of leaving the, leaving the 99 and search for the one. And Jesus talks about that. And actually talking about Jesus in John chapter 10, verse 11, Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd sacrifices his life for the sheep. So we can see that Psalm 23 is not the only moment that when it says the Lord is my shepherd, right? There's a lot more that goes into of what it means that God is your shepherd, not not only that he will lead you by green, by um, by quiet waters or by still waters, not only that he is with you in the valley of shadow and death, but he's also with you in the wilderness, right? He also goes and searches for you when you are lost. There's a lot that goes into this imagery. Um, but I think one thing for sure is that it shows us the personal care and relationship that God wants with his people. And if you know Jesus, that's you. That's me. God wants a personal relationship with you, like that of a shepherd with his sheep. You have to understand this. A shepherd and a sheep is not like, I don't know. I'm trying to find a good example about this. It, it's such a close relationship. It's I don't know if you've watched the videos of the sheep when they, they know the whistle, they know the call of the shepherd. You, you can call a herd of sheep anytime you want, but unless you're their shepherd and you know the call, then they won't really listen. If they're good sheep, at least. And we'll, we'll get to that. We'll, we'll get to what Jesus talks about, what it means for him to be in the good shepherd and us the sheep. Um, but, I, you know, besides him taking care of us and all this, and, and this is really where it hit home for me, is if he's a shepherd, that means we're sheep. And what does that mean that we're sheep? You know, what does that say about our identity? And and we talked about this in the last, I think it was the last episode, part two of Hit the Grind where, or it was part one, when we were talking about time with believers. You know, a lot of times we see ourselves in life as a lone wolf, right? We're self-sufficient. I can do this myself. I'm independent. In reality, though, the Bible speaks the truth when it describes us as sheep. We're not. We're actually pretty reliant on other people. We are not self-dependent. And, and this is really talking about, it's not just talking about your physical body. You know, in, in Psalm 23, it says that he refreshes my soul, right? He gives strength to my soul. So it's, it's talking about you as as the person, the personhood of, of who you are, your soul, not just talking about your body, right? He doesn't physically lead you by still water. It's not like you pray, you're like, Father, thank you for this day. And then you open your eyes and you're by still waters. I mean, that'd be crazy. I'm not saying it's impossible, but that's not really what, what happens is that he takes you spiritually, takes you by still waters and he refreshes your soul. How many times have you just felt tired? Not physically tired, just emotionally tired, spiritually tired. And God is there to actually refresh your soul. And one of the things that I believe we have to understand, and this is what really taught me during this time of being sick, and thankfully, I'm not sick anymore, by the way. So I've tested negative. I'm in the process of just uh, recuperating my strength. But in this whole time of, of being sick, I realized, God, I'm like, as the, as the, as the word says in, in Isaiah, I mean, I'm like, I'm like a flower. I'm like grass and I go away. You know, we, we think we're going to be here for such a long time. We're so strong yet. Yet in reality, we're so vulnerable. I mean, I don't, I'm not going to let this get depressing, but but we're so vulnerable, guys. I mean, we really are. You know, it's even the strongest man. The guy breaks his ankle. It's all over for him. 
you know, it's just like the Achilles heel and it's over. I mean, we all have an Achilles heel. And it just showed me how much of a sheep I am, spiritually speaking, if I'm not close to Jesus, if I'm not close to my shepherd, the wolf is going to get me. The roaring lion seeking to whom he's, he may devour. If I allow myself to get away from my shepherd and I don't stick close to him, it says that he will draw near when you draw near to him. You know, God's there. God's not saying, oh man, now I'm going to just watch you, let you suffer until you learn your lesson. No, God's not like that. His character, as you can see, is not like that. But there is a reality that we're not self-sufficient. We run out of energy. We run out of stuff. But God is self-sufficient. And, and I want to read to you this reality when it says in, in Psalm here, Psalm 78, that, that he guided his people through the wilderness. In Psalm 23, it says that uh, even though I walk through the valley of shadow and death, and, and sometimes we, and this happens to me sometimes, that I think of God being my shepherd like on the good days. You know, it's kind of like when life is good, I can obviously see that I'm by still waters. You know, when life makes sense, when I feel full of purpose and full of meaning, then I can see God has led me through still waters, you know? And I think sometimes we have that expectation. But what I love is that God doesn't stop being our shepherd in the bad times. He's our shepherd in the good times when we're by still waters. But there's sometimes in life when we walk through the valley of shadow and death, however that may look like. And, and sometimes we, we want to pretend that with Jesus, everything's going to be happy and everything's going to be um, a good life. But, but there's life is hard. There's a lot of suffering in the world, right? Does that mean that we're overtaken by suffering? Does that mean that we're overtaken by this evil? No, of course not. You know, we are more than conquerors, but we couldn't be a conqueror if there's nothing to conquer, right? And then our shepherd, Jesus, and this is where I really, really want to encourage and hopefully that hopefully you're paying attention, is that when you walk through the valley of shadow and death, he is actually with you. Your shepherd is with you in that moment. It's not your faith. I believe that your faith matures in the rough moments. It, it is in the, the persecution. It's in the trials that you really get a test of what your faith is. You know, it's um, my dad has said this many times. You know, when there is a test, it's for you to pass the test. You know, sometimes we use that we use that verbiage of like, well, God's testing me. God's testing me. And it's not always a test. And God sometimes, you know, God cannot tempt people. You know, sometimes it's by our own doing of some of the bad things that happen in our life. But it, it's this reality that that even when life is hard, God is still with us. Just because life is hard does not mean that God has left you. It does not mean that you have walked away from your sheep from your shepherd doesn't necessarily mean that because when you are in the valley of shadow and death when you are surrounded by enemies when you are in the wilderness your shepherd is there and oh man i cannot tell you how much this has meant to me because just if you just keep thinking about it you're like okay okay i get it my shepherd's here but what does that really mean it means that the more time you spend with your shepherd, the more secure you're going to be. In John um, chapter 10, Jesus says this, right? It says that a stranger they will not follow, but they will flee from him for they do not know his voice. It says that 
Jesus calls his sheep by name. And I love this because here's just something really, really geeky maybe that I found out. In Ezekiel um, chapter 34, and this is this is an amazing verse. I really encourage you to read it because God first speaks against the leaders of Israel and the shepherds, right, of his people. He speaks against them because of their lack of leadership in the way that they have taken advantage of people. They have actually caused his people to to be spread out. He has caused his sheep to leave the flock. But then I love what God says himself in, in verse 11. It says, for thus says the Lord, behold, and this is after he says, y'all leaders ain't doing your job. So God says, I myself will search for my sheep and I will seek them out. As a shepherd seeks out his flock when he's among his sheep that have been scattered, so I will seek out my sheep and I will rescue them from all the places where they have scattered on the day of clouds and thickness. And I will bring them out from the peoples and gather them from the countries and bring them into their own land. And this is such a prophetic word for the people of Israel. But you know, we're included in this because later on in the verse, he says this, and I will set up over them one shepherd. I love this. My servant, David, and he shall feed them. He shall feed them and be their shepherd. And I will be their God. I love this because God is saying, I will be, I will set up a shepherd. But he said, David, I mean, Ezekiel wrote this right around 587 BC or a little bit earlier than that. David was long dead by that time. So who's he talking about? He's talking about the Messianic figure, David, the Messianic figure that who was also referenced as David. And that's Jesus, Jesus himself in John 10, uh, verse 10, you, right? He says that the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy, but he comes to give life abundantly. And then he says, I am the good shepherd. So in this time, this is what I want to encourage you with. Know that Jesus is your shepherd in the good times and in the bad times. I learned that when I was sick. I learned that when, when life is good and I'm, I'm at church and I'm, I'm singing his, his praises and I'm saying, God, you're my shepherd. I will land, I will rest by still waters. That's amazing. But when I walk through the valley of shadow and death, my shepherd is still with me. So I don't know what you've been through. I, I don't know how your week is going. You might have had a rough day, might have had a great day. Whatever it is, look to your right because the shepherd is there. Psalm 23 says that by his rod and his staff, they comfort me for you are close. You are beside me. Do not believe the lie that you are alone for your shepherd is with you. And if he's with you, that is all that you need. According to Psalm 23 verse one. Hey, we'll see you in the next episode of the Andrew Ramon show.